0: Good morning. morning. Uh, Just a reminder, we are having some meals for our Lenten midweek services. Uh, If you're interested in attending, please feel free to sign up in the sign-up sheet in our Narthex. The Old Testament reading for this, the fourth Sunday in Lent, is from the twelfth chapter of Isaiah. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. From now on, therefore, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. He divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had, took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. He arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, And they began to celebrate. This is the gospel of the Lord. Today Jesus told us one of the most famous parables ever. The parable of the prodigal son. It's a story about a father and a son. A story about an inheritance gained and then an inheritance lost. The parable of the prodigal son is one of the most famous parables ever. Partly because this parable... Takes us for a wild ride. Just listen to how Jesus starts this story. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he, the father, divided his property between them. Did you catch what Jesus is saying about this young son? This kid said to his father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. The son was asking for his inheritance. He was asking to have his inheritance before his father was dead. The son in our story was basically telling his father, I don't care. If you're alive or dead, so why don't you just give me my inheritance now? What a kid, right? And then the Bible says this about what the son did. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. There he squandered his property in reckless living. In the end, that son got everything that he wanted from his father, And in the end, the son blew away everything he got from his father. Can you imagine what this son did? Can you even imagine the guts he had asking for his inheritance while his father is still alive? It's hard to believe. And then can you imagine just blowing all of it away and reckless living in just a few days? Could you even imagine doing such a thing to your earthly father? But could you imagine being that gutsy toward your heavenly father? Even right now. Give me my inheritance now. That's what the son said to his father. He wanted to enjoy his future inheritance now. He did not want to wait for it. And it can be easy for us to act the same way. The greatest inheritance you have been given is your promise of everlasting life in Christ. What a treasure you already have right now. But that is also a treasure which can also get squandered right now. We can easily fail to nurture that inheritance. And like the prodigal son, it's so easy to get caught in the distractions of this world our hyper-sexualized culture, our world that says you can and should do anything you want, our world that says you should be the top priority in your own lives. And like the sun in the parable, we can squander our heavenly inheritance. And before we know it, we can abandon it for a whole host of other pleasures this world is all too ready and willing to substitute for you. We Christians should be cautious. The devil will do anything he can to lure Christians away from our Heavenly Father. The devil would love for you to find yourself like the sun in the parable and trade in your heavenly inheritance for a few fleeting years of enjoying whatever it is this world is offering you. Lent is that time of year when we especially realize how close we are to that broken kid in the parable. We're closer to him than we can imagine sometimes. Closer than maybe we want to admit. The prodigal son, that kid, was a real piece of work. But in the end, I don't know if we're any better. Which of us here can say we have always cherished our salvation in Christ as our greatest possession? I'm sure there have been times when all of us have acted like the son in the parable. If we were left to ourselves, each and every one of us would end up like the son in the parable. That's why in Lent we're called to think about that. In this story, a lot of attention is placed on the son. But to be honest, I think the focus of the story should be on the father, not that son. I know the story is often referred to as the parable of the prodigal son. But maybe this story might better be known... As the parable of the forgiving father. Because it's the father in the story who is our hero. It's the father who sees his son in the distance. The same son who wished that he was dead. And it was the father who did not hold that against his son. It was the father who ran to his child. It's the father who finds his child dressed in rags and covered in mud. It's the father who wraps his arms around the son and kisses him while he's still filthy. The father doesn't care how dirty he is. The father doesn't care what he's done in this far off country. The father doesn't mind even how bad the child smells. The father will be the one who can take care of all that. The father has the power to clean his son and the father has the power to make his child rich again. The father has the ability to take the rags off his son and clothe him properly. And that's exactly what that father does for his son in our parable. And that is exactly what our heavenly father has done for you. You who are God's son or God's daughter. The sight of all of our sins before our Heavenly Father does not bother Him because our Father knows how to get rid of our sins. When our Heavenly Father finds us, we're just in rags, unable to keep any of His commandments on our own. The sins we've done in life, they cling to us like an odor, a stench. But even then, God the Father does not turn His head away from us in disgust. None of this bothers your Heavenly Father who embraces you, His son, His daughter, His child. Because our Heavenly Father has an amazing way to fix everything for us. That Father in our parable said to His servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead, but is alive again. He was lost and he's found. And they began to celebrate. The father in our story knew how to clean the dirt off of his son. If an earthly father can do this For an earthly son, just imagine what your heavenly father is doing right now for you through Christ. The father in our story knew how to cover the nudity, the shame of his son, by putting a fresh robe over him to cover all his sin, to put clean sandals on his feet and rings on his fingers that's how an earthly father can, if that's what he's able to do for his earthly son, just imagine what your heavenly father is doing for you right now through Christ. In our parable, a calf was killed and they celebrated that this child had been brought back into the family. The father slaughtered a calf, a lamb, in celebration that this child was now alive again. And your Heavenly Father is doing the same. He does not use an earthly lamb for you. Something so much better. Our Heavenly Father has used a heavenly lamb. A perfect lamb. Our Heavenly Father has sacrificed Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God for us. Because of Christ, we can stand now before our Heavenly Father. We're no longer dirty because of Christ. And right now, you are standing before your Heavenly Father, completely clean, all because of Christ. Thanks be to Christ, we stand covered with the precious crown of eternal life, which will be ours forever forever, and all given to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. I know this parable is called the parable of the prodigal son. But really, it's all about the father. And our story, too, is not about us. Our story is all about the mercy of our heavenly father. Who has washed you clean in Christ's forgiveness. Bathed you in the sacrifice of Christ. And clothed you in the holiness of Christ right now, and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of our Lord, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.